Hey, Patriots, thanks again so much. Your comments are just so sweet, and I really, really appreciate them because uh, you know, each one of us experiences that it's not always easy to raise up your head and speak out on the truth. And so it's really such a, uh, such a sweet encouragement. So I really appreciate it. Um, and shout out to my buddy storm. Um, storm is, um, has, I got to know him on Reddit. And so we built freedomforcenews.com together. And, uh, when we first started, um, we didn't know each other. So we were chatting about this and that. And of course I was telling him about, you know, where I was coming from as far as uh, seeing what the Lord was doing in this day. And he was like, he had, he had been more of the school of thinking that a lot of this was a lot of fake news and, and he didn't put a lot of trust in some of the religious leaders. And I understand why. So uh, we started talking more and more. And uh, sometimes we would talk like for hours and through the night. And <laughs> for me, it was later night because I'm on the east, more the east coast and he's way off in the west coast. So now he has realized that there is some legitimacy <laughs> to what we believe. And um, he really encouraged me to create this YouTube site. He just, he wanted uh, lots of people to hear this information and uh, especially to see how it coincides with how the Lord put the stars, the sun, moon, and the stars in the heavens. So we would know that this is the day. So shout out to Storm. Um, he does have a, um, uh, he does so much on uh, the freedomforcenews.com site to, to make sure it's troll free. And so he, um, he has a Twitter page. And so I think some people are getting those confused. He is Storm and I am Red Pill. Okay. I actually created a new uh, Twitter page to try to avoid confusion i went ahead and created this twitter page uh, freedom force dash red pill so um it's freedom force r <laughs> or freedom forcer so anyway um you if you're looking for me that's where you're going to find me and then if you're looking for storm um you'll find him at at freedom force news um so anyway so that hopefully that'll make it more uh less complicated I tried to go on QAnon.pub today and look, it's not there. I don't know what's going on with that. There's other, other ways to, to find it and you can find it still on uh, linked from freedomforcenews.com. But you know, they, somebody's maybe fudging with this, but anyway, I want them to know that nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> that is certainly not because we are the Q army. And if you haven't watched my uh, Joel chapter two video, you've got to check it out. Um, I'm going to show you, I uh, want to read to you real quick, Joel chapter two, and then we're going to talk about uh, Belshazzar. You may never have heard that story and maybe you have, but I want you to see how all these stories are being fulfilled in our day. And it's just, you know, just amazing to see. So we're, we're going to get to see that today. You're going to really enjoy that. But here's my site. So if, for example, if you're trying to find something, you can use that little search bar. And let's say you want to find Joel chapter two. Um, I want you guys to watch this video because it's really good um, because that talks about in more detail, Joel chapter two and how you are, we are the Q army and there's nothing that's going to stop us. And so this is exciting. Um, so, uh, and also I was just looking up Revelation 14 um, and we're going to talk about that a little bit in uh, when we talk about Belshazzar and you're going to see how it's, coinciding with what was told years ago um so revelation 14 you've got to see that 
about all these shocking revelations, uh, how the Lord has put these signs for us. So we know that this is the day. So let's read Joel chapter two. Sound the trump in Jerusalem. Raise the alarm on my holy mountain. Let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the Lord is upon us. Now, don't be afraid. This is not against you. This is against the bad guys, the ones who've been harming us. It's a day of darkness and gloom, a day of thick clouds and deep blackness. Suddenly, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has been seen before or will ever be seen again. That is us, you guys. We have appeared across the mountains, across the horizon, and we're coming, and there's no stopping us. You can take off the QAnon.pub. That's not going to stop us. Nothing's going to stop the walkaway movement. Nothing's going to stop any of this. Fire burns in front of them and flames follow after them. But ahead of them, the land lies as beautiful as the Garden of Eden. Oh, we've got it going on. We have a beautiful world that everyone else is slaves and we're living the life. Huh. But behind them is nothing but desolation. After we get done, you'll have nothing. You'll have nothing. You won't even have your freedom because you took it from us. You're having it taken from you because you, will, you would not be stopped. You would not stop. So behind them, there is nothing but desolation. No one, not one thing escapes. They look like horses. They charge forward like war horses. Look at them as they leap along the mountaintops. Listen to the noise they make, like the rumbling of chariots, like the roar of fire sweeping across the field of, a field of stubble, or like a mighty army moving into battle. That is what we are. That's why they're freaking out. Fear grips all the people, all the bad guys. Every face grows pale with terror. The attackers march like warriors and scale city walls like soldiers. Straightforward they march, never breaking rank. You have a job, I have a job, Storm has a job. We all have a specific place that in our rank, in our file, there we go, and we are all doing our job. So don't feel like you're not doing, you are doing the job that the Lord has, has, has authorized you to do. He has set you exactly where he wants you to be, in the army to do the job that he wants you to do. So keep it up. So um, they never jostle each other. Each moves in exactly the right position. They break through defenses without missing a step. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that what we're doing? They swarm over the city and run along its walls. They enter all the houses, climbing like thieves through the windows. Isn't that what we're doing with our tweets and our, our messages, our, our hashtags with everything? They can't stop us. We're just like little ants. And we go over the walls, through the windows, all throughout the city, and they can't stop us all throughout the whole world. The earth quakes as they advance, and the heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark and the stars no longer shine. In other words, all these movie stars, they're not shining right now. They're hiding under their beds. The sun and moon, all these powerful people who thought they were so, they were the light of the world. We're doing, we're running this show. Nope, they grow dark. They're not running the world anymore. The Lord is at the head of the column. This whole group of people, all the uh, soldiers, you and me, and all, all of us, the whole Q army, we're like a column and the Lord is at the head. He leads them with a shout. This is his mighty army and they follow his orders. The day of the Lord is an awesome thing. Oh, I'm sorry. The day of the Lord is an awesome, terrible thing. Who can possibly survive? So if you've been one of the ones who thought, oh no, the Lord's coming and he's going to just destroy all of us. That's not what it's talking about. He's destroying the bad guys who've been hurting us. So isn't that great? You are part of this Q army and no, no taking off the, uh, shutting down any YouTube site or 
or, or, or website is going to stop us. We're going to keep going and it's going to just make us mad. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not interested in anyone's having, having their freedom taken away, their freedom of speech. I don't care what they're saying. If we don't like it, turn it off. If we don't like it, don't, you don't have to listen to it, but you cannot take someone's freedom away because if we take their freedom away, then ours is next. Let's just, let's not fall into that trap. All right. So here you can look up all the videos and look at this guy. He has a wonderful uh, video. I love all the walk away videos. They're all so good and just regular people just like us. And this guy is so cool. He's talking about his daughter. His daughter has uh, walked away from all the ridiculousness that has been you know, foisted upon her and the, and Oh, he's just so excited that his daughter's set free from this tyranny. And uh, I was thinking maybe that's what it's talking about in Isaiah 49. This is what the sovereign Lord says. See, I will give a signal to the godless nations. They will, I'm talking about the nations, the godless ones. Uh, it's not about a particular nation. It's about those who've been ruling the world. Okay. Who've been do, destroying the world. Okay. I will give a signal. They will carry your little sons back to you in their arms. They will bring your daughters on their shoulders. Oh, this man was so excited that his daughter, he, he was considering it like a conversion experience that she's set free, that he's, she's been saved, rescued from this cult and uh, oppression. And so it was so beautiful. And I just want you to be encouraged too, that your daughters and your sons are going to come back little by little drove by drove people are waking up and it's going to be your son and your daughter next Ugh, i'm ready so now we go to belshazzar if you've never heard this story you you actually have heard the story this is where this the word came from it says the handwriting on the wall right if you've heard that before that's where this is coming from did you know that's from a bible story so Belshazzar was the son of Nebuchadnezzar, the one who had hauled all these people off into Babylon to be slaves. Okay. And Daniel was one of them along with his, some of his buddies, Belshazzar. Um, Nebuchadnezzar had learned his lesson. He had, uh, there's another story about how, Oh, you got to read <laughs> chapter four of Daniel to see what really happened to, to Nebuchadnezzar. But on, on uh, chapter five, it's talking about his son who thought he didn't need to humble himself before God. He was running the world and he, didn't need to, you know, to obey God at all. This is a terrible, terrible thing he was doing. And y'all, I don't, it doesn't go into exact detail about what they were doing, but trust me, it was not good. It was not good. He and his friends, it says a thousand, he gave a feast for a thousand of his nobles and he drank wine with them. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking this was not a good party. I'm just thinking it was very, 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 very evil. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm sure they were doing all kinds of evil things in this party and likely hurting children and just doing anything and just ugh, no telling. They love to show their power and their, um, how they're willing to do just anything. Yeah. So this is what Belshazzar is doing. Belshazzar was drinking the wine. While he was drinking the wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver cups from his predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, which Nebuchadnezzar had taken from the temple in Jerusalem. He wanted to drink from them with his nobles, his wives, and his concubines. I don't think anyone had ever really used these. I think they knew, don't touch these. These are, yes, we took them. We're not going to use them. This is, uh, this would be an affront 
to the true and living God. You know, and that just reminds me, if anybody ever tells you that no sin is the same, uh, that's not true. There are sins with a high hand. And that's what, uh, what Belshazzar was doing. He was sinning with a high hand, with a high rebellious hand. And yeah, not good. Not good. Not all sins are the same. No. Um, we all deserve punishment. Each one deserves punishment. But this one, this is not good. This is not good. Anyway, so <clears throat> they brought these golden cups taken from the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his nobles and his wives and his concubines drank from them. While they drank from them, they praised the idols made of gold, silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. So these people are having a an evil worship fest, okay? They're having an evil uh, satanic worship, and they're praising these false gods, right? praising the evil gods that allow them to do evil and get away with it and be wealthy and all that, okay? Sound familiar? Suddenly, they saw the fingers of a human hand writing on the plaster wall of the king's palace near the lampstand. Interesting. Near the lampstand. Fingers writing on the wall. Hand writing on the wall. The king himself saw the hand as it wrote, and his face turned pale with fright. His knees knocked together in fear, and his legs gave way beneath him. The king shouted for the enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers to be brought before him. He said to these wise men of Babylon, whoever can read this writing and tell me what it means will be dressed in purple robes of royal honor and will have a golden chain placed around his neck. He will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. But when all the king's wise men had come in, none of them could read the writing or tell them tell him what it meant. So the king grew even more alarmed and his face turned pale. Remember Joel chapter two, the face turns pale. His nobles too were shaken. But when the queen mother heard what was happening, she hurried to the banquet hall. She said to Belshazzar, long live the king. Don't be so pale and frightened. There's a man in the kingdom who has within him the spirit of the holy gods. They know, they know that we are the people of the holy God, the true and living holy God. They know that. There's a huge difference. During Nebuchadnezzar's reign, this man was found to have insight, understanding, and wisdom like that of the gods. Your predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar, made him chief over all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers of Babylon. This man, Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, has ex exceptional ability and is filled with knowledge, divine knowledge and understanding. He can interpret dreams, explain riddles, solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel. He will tell you what the writing means. So Daniel was brought in before the king. The king asked him, are you Daniel, one of the exiles brought from Judah by my predecessor, King Nebuchadnezzar? I have heard that you have the spirit of the gods within you and that you are filled with insight, understanding and wisdom. My wise men enchanters have tried to read the words on the wall and tell me their meaning, but they cannot do it. I'm told that you can give interpretations and solve difficult problems. If you can read these words and tell me their meaning, you will be clothed in purple robes of royal honor and you will have a gold chain placed around your neck and you will become the third highest ruler in the kingdom. I always love Daniel. Keep your gifts or give them to someone else. But I will tell you what the writing means. Don't need your stuff. I don't need all of that. I don't need a position. I don't need your goal. I don't need nothing from you. I'm sure he said it respectfully, but he's, the words are very powerful in and of themselves. Don't need it. Don't need it. No, don't need that. Your majesty, 
the most high God gave sovereignty, majesty, glory, and honor to your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. He made him so great that people of all nations, races and nations and languages trembled before him in fear. He killed those he wanted to kill and spared those he wanted to spare. He honored those he wanted to honor and disgraced those he wanted. And when his heart and his mind were puffed up with arrogance, he was brought down from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven from human society. He was given the mind of a wild animal and he lived among the wild donkeys. He ate grass like a cow and was drenched with the dew of heaven until he learned that the most high God rules over the kingdoms of the world and appoints anyone he desires to rule over them. You are his successor, Belsha, O Belshazzar, and you knew all this, yet you have not humbled yourself. For you have proudly defied the Lord of heaven and have had these cups from his temple brought before you. You and your nobles and your wives and concubines have been drinking wine from them while praising gods of silver, gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, gods that neither see nor hear nor know anything at all. But you have not honored the God who gave you the breath of life and controls your destiny. So God has sent this hand to write this message. This is the message that was written. Mine, mine, tekel, parson. That is, this is what these words mean. Mine means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Tekel means weighed. You've been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. Parson means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. Wow. Why did I bring up Revelation 14 earlier? Remember how there were three stars, three messengers in heaven. And I believe those are um, indicating in the heavens what's been happening since September 23rd. Those three stars that were additional to, to the Revelation 12 sign, each one of those three went to each of the constellations and sent a message. And it's basically these messages. You've been numbered, you've been weighed, and your kingdom is removed from you. One of them went to Libra, basically saying, you have been judged. This, the next star went to Scorpio, basically saying, you're fallen. You are finished. And then the third one went to Ophiuchus, basically saying, it's been ripped from you. Those three stars said something very similar to what these are saying. That to the new world order, you have been judged, you are finished, and your kingdom is being ripped from you. So check out that Revelation 14 video. It's really remarkable. The Lord is putting signs in the heavens that this is happening. We've been waiting for this last kingdom to fall, and here it is. And this is a picture of it right here. They've been numbered. Their days of their reign has been brought to an end. Yay! They've been weighed in the balances and they've not measured up. Just like with Libra, that's a scale of justice. You have not ruled the kingdom right. You have mistreated the people. You have been an evil empire and off you go. Um, Parson, your kingdom has been divided. What happens to this kingdom? Before, if you remember with the, the statue of Daniel, they would have Babylon. Well, it was given to, this one was given to the Medes and the Persians. and then. It was given to Alexander the Great, the Greek Empire, and then it was given to the Romans, then to the Roman, uh, the Holy Roman Empire. And they have just all not done 
the Lord's work, the Lord's will. And so now we're going to have the kingdom given to those who will produce the fruits, those who will. And it's going to be that we will rule and reign with him. And this whole world will be the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And we're going to sing the hallelujah chorus for like a thousand years. Isn't that wonderful? So then at Belshazzar's command, Daniel was dressed in purple robes. A gold chain was hung around his neck and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom. So they basically scoffed at it, didn't believe it. They made fun of it. Eh, and that's exactly what these people have been doing. That very night, Belshazzar, the Babylonian king, was killed. That very night. Wow. And Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of 62. So look at this, this whole passage here. Have you heard of this story about the evil, the wicked tenants? Look at this passage. It says, therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Wow. Isn't that great, y'all? Isn't that awesome? I'm going to go to the whole passage. This is 2143. This is in Bible Hub. Hub. It's so great to know so much of the word. So then, you know, when, when, as you're meditating, you have so much at your disposal. So just, you know, just be in the word, even though maybe at the time you may not realize why you're reading it or what it's, it, it may not, you know, make sense. Eventually as you're meditating, the Lord will bring it to your mind and say, this is what I was talking about. This is what I was talking about way back in the day when you read this, I'll tell you this story. Listen to another story. A certain landowner, landowner planted a vineyard, built a wall around it, and dug a pit for pressing out the grape juice and built a lookout tower. Then he leased the vineyard to tenant farmers and moved to another country. At the time of the grape harvest, he sent his servants to collect his share of the crop. But the farmers grabbed his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. So the landowner sent a, large, a larger group of his servants to collect for them, but the results were the same. All right, so here we go. We've got, he's built, he has this beautiful world. He has, he's, he gives, puts people, you know, allows people to, to rule like Nebuchadnezzar or Belshazzar or whoever, right? And they stink it up. They don't do a good job, right? And they end up stoning people, beating people, killing people, destroying people's lives, right? And so he's like, well, that's not what I mean. That's not why I gave you this position, right? So he finally, the owner sent his son thinking, surely they will respect my son. But when the tenant farmers saw his son coming, they said to one another, here comes the heir to this estate. Come on, let's kill him and get the estate for ourselves. So they grabbed him, dragged him out of the vineyard and murdered him. Jesus is telling this story before they killed him. He knew what they were going to do. When the owner of the vineyard returns, Jesus asked, what do you think he will do to those farmers? Hmm. What do you think he's going to do? That's what's happening right now, you guys. And he's, he is, uh, what, what do you think he's going to do to these farmers? The religious leaders replied, he will put the wicked men to a horrible death and lease the vineyard to others who will give him a share of the crop after each harvest. Everybody knows that this is logical. Why don't you equate that to what's happening in the world? Hello. Because greed takes over and fear takes over, right? And they get in this position and they're just let the good times roll and get twisted up with foolishness. Anyway, so Jesus asked them, didn't you ever read this in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. And it is wonderful to see. I tell you, 
the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a nation that will produce the proper fruit. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. Then the leading priests and Pharisees heard that parable. They realized he was telling, he was telling the story against them. They were the wicked farmers. They wanted to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowds who considered Jesus to be a prophet. This is a picture of all of this world is God's. He has given this kingdom to people to rule and they have not done a good job. And so now he is coming and he is going to remove these wicked farmers and he's going to give this rule to those who will do a good job, who will produce the fruit, who will uh, rule and reign in his place as if it were him ruling and reigning and treat the people with, with respect and equity and justice and freedom and goodness and all of that. Isn't that amazing, you guys? This is not just a story for the first appearing of Jesus. This is the story for his, his second and when he's coming to rule the earth. Anyone who stumbles over that stone will be broken to pieces and it will crush anyone it falls on. Don't stumble over him. Don't stumble over him, people. Y'all, accept the Lord Jesus as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because if he falls on you, you'll be crushed. These people don't realize that they are fixing to be crushed by the King of Kings. Maybe it's starting to dawn on some of them. It's an amazing time. It's an amazing time to be uh, on this earth and to be part of what he is doing. Let's just give him praise for what he's doing. Thank you, Lord, that we get to be a part of this. We want to be your, uh, your good servants who, who uh, uh, produce the fruit of, of this earth for you. And that we, in every place, wherever my brothers and sisters are and, and hearing, I've heard some people saying that they're from all the way in Australia and some in New Zealand, some all over. Lord, wherever you have planted us, give us the courage to rise up and to work justice and righteousness in our area. Lord, just guide us. We know by your spirit, you will put something in our hearts and there's nothing <laughs> we can do until we just do what you said. And Lord, we want to honor you. We don't want to be like these who've had their hearts hardened and, and are, are just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. Ugh, Lord, save us, deliver us from that. And we pray that all those who have re just rejected you and, re re and have stumbled over you and refused to honor you, that they will be pulled down. We pray, Lord Jesus, that every mouth will be stopped and all will become accountable to you. So we, we give you praise, Lord, for these stories. We see it all coming true before our very eyes. And that we're going to get to see the day when you will be crowned the king of kings before everyone's eyes, that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are the Lord of those in heaven, those on earth, and even those under the earth, even those who don't want to. We are ready for you to be the king because all these other kings have stunk it up. But you are the one who, who rules with justice and equity and love and all the great things. Um, and we will literally be singing the hallelujah chorus for years and years and years and years. We thank you, Lord, that our children are coming back to us. Our children will be back to us. We give you praise because you are the only one who is able. You're the only one who has the, the uh, a right to open these seals and uh, to make this happen. So we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Have a great day.